friends, the next clip didn't make it into last week's podcast episode, but we felt it was important enough to share it with you here today as an added bonus clip to the Self-Care Cabaret podcast. This is me and Lonnie talking about traditional Chinese medicine and Ayurveda as part of a yoga practice. Enjoy. And I did want to ask you one other question just because I'm fascinated by traditional Chinese medicine. It's not something I've studied too, too much. I know kind of the very basics, although I did just start going to acupuncture uh, recently, which is exciting. So I'm hoping to learn more through that process. But how does that play into the work that you do? And and what can you tell us about that? Sure. So um, so just to clarify, I just have an intro to traditional Chinese medicine as it's related to yin yoga. Um, my teacher is an acupuncturist and the, the, the structure of that form of yoga is based on traditional Chinese medicine, but I seek professional help from an acupuncturist, you know, myself. That being said, it's really fascinating. I love to structure my classes based on things that we find in nature and traditional Chinese medicine follows um, many, um, well, it follows the seasons and things that we find in nature. And while I don't specifically come in and diagnose and look at each and every person, there are things that happen kind of across the board as we move through the seasons, you know, particularly here in New England. So, you know, for example, we're, we're coming out of we just left um, a fifth season. There's five seasons in, in traditional Chinese medicine called late summer. Um, a really dominant emotional thing that happens in late summer is um, uh, anxiety, overthinking mm. and rumination. Um, we tend to get sick of, it's very damp and we're sick, you know, those last few humid days, you're just, you've had enough of it. You're, you know, you're kind of cranky about it. Um, and now we're moving in and the, 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 um, the meridians and the um, systems that are can, be get out, can get out of balance in late summer are the stomach and spleen, so your digestive system. Now we're moving into um, the fall. I mean, we're into the fall, but there's, you know, you're sort of in a transition. <sighs> Interesting. The dominant emotion, and this can cut across a lot of people, is, is sorrow. Um, hmm. and, and the need for courage. Um, in the fall, we start to see things dry out. So dampness is replaced with dryness. And when things go out of balance, this sense of sorrow and this sort of withering and drying out and pulling in can get a little out of balance. Um, it, the fall is an interesting season because uh, there's a lot going on in the fall and new school years. And there's always been this idea, oh, you know, you need to get, and, and yet we feel that we need to meet the fall with spring-like energy, but we don't actually have that spring-like energy. We have <laughs> no, it we do not. <laughs> so you're met with, oh, all the stuff I should be doing, um, you know, a hardwired desire to harvest and, and, and things going on. And yet we don't really quite have the energy. So when things go out of balance, you can just take that withering, oh, I'm a little sorrowful and start to dry out and, and withdraw. So taking all of that in and coming into a yoga class, you can theme the classes and influence parts. So, you know, just by talking about this thing and you get heads nodding, like people like, oh yeah, oh I, yeah, I feel that way too. Um, and then you theme the classes and sequence the classes to influence the parts of the body and the parts of the meridians. There's 12 meridians that run throughout the body. 
um, that may be out of balance. So we're headed into the fall. So it is the lung, lung and large intestine. So today was a lot of, of chest opening and starting to influence the where the lung, heart and lung meridians go um, and bringing that part of the body into balance. I often, I, I very rarely talk specifically about the meridians and stuff because it gets a little nerdy and it can burn down the class. <laughs> if you have a new student, they would think, oh, sure. I'm out of here. I'm out right. of here. <laughs> like first she's saying all these things in Sanskrit. Now she's talking about meridians. I am yeah, done. I'm <laughs> out of here. Gone. No, uh, but, but you get it whether you want it. I'm just focused on it and, and more it's talking a little bit about these are things we need to think about bringing in balance. And um, so that, that's how it influences my teaching. Beautiful. I'm fascinated to, to do some more research on my own and some more study into it because I'm, just really interested in. I know a lot about Ayurveda, um, but I've not gotten into TCM as much, and I want to explore that more. They're 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 they have uh, similar results, different approaches, right? Very similar results, and it follows the same kind of thing. If you're you know if you um, are working in an Ayurvedic system, you're looking at how your body is made up, and then how it's interacting with the season. I mean, they're very those practitioners are very focused on what's going on in the season and making those changes. Right. And even eating in accordance with the seasons and Completely. yeah, it's really, really fascinating. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited to continue this um, acupuncture journey and kind of see how that goes. I figured it was good to add it to my own self-care uh, toolbox and kind of see so then I can tell other people about it and encourage them to explore it as a healing modality as well. So very cool.